Bill Latson, if he can remember one, that have had five different opportunities to manage a team. Uh, m- remove Billy Martin from that because Billy probably managed the Yankees five times. Joining us now is MLB.com's columnist extraordinaire, and that's Bill Latson. Bill, how are you? Doing great, Stan. How about you? I'm great, and as I always uh, joke about it, but I know with you it's deadly serious. There's no Craig Heist here today. That is great news. <laughs> hey, uh, Buck Showalter, uh, my uh, producer, just asked me a question. Uh, Buck Showalter and Dusty Baker, do we think they'll ever get managerial opportunities? And what? Both of them have had four opportunities, right? Correct. Um, in my opinion, I don't see Dusty Baker getting another one. You know, um, he was a candidate for the Phillies job, and uh, he didn't get the job. Buck Showalter, I think, if he's going to get another job, I think he has to change his personality. Now, I think, for me, Buck Showalter can manage any team. He's yeah, a he's great a manager. great in-game manager. There's no question yes. about it. But I think that he has to, like, uh, you know, share the duties. I mean, it seems like everywhere he's gone, he's done things his way, with the exception of the Yankees. And it's my way or the highway. So I think he has to change in that way. And then, you know, it didn't help that in his last year in Baltimore, he was really bad. So um, I, I think he deserves another job. I think he's a great manager, but he's going to have to change. No question about it. We're talking with Bill Latson, and we uh, remind you that we're broadcasting from the Live Casino Hotel Studios. We do that every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 here. And we're also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center and ask for Mobile One. Our guest is Bill Latson. Bill, a um, couple things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, the Cy Young Award this year. In the American League, I think you could, you're really splitting hairs between Verlander and uh and and um, Garrett Cole, but in the yeah. National League, I, I guess I I could accept again that Jacob Degrom wins the award with just eleven victories, but I, what I find really hard was that that Steven Strasburg wasn't even in the top three candidates or in the vote total. I just don't understand that. Am I wrong or am I right? Well, I think it's safe to say Strasburg had his best year as a national. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. But I think, um, I, I think most people are looking at what he did in the postseason, which was excellent. He had an excellent year during the uh, regular season. But I think what people are looking at is, you know, with Jacob deGrom, who just won 21 games in the last two years. Right. I, mean, I, th- I think it shows now you don't have to win a lot of games. I think everything else in every other category strikeouts, you know, uh, among others, that's more important now, ERA. And uh, I think that's why he won. I mean, um, but here, you know, here's he, got, my, here's he my got off point to a slow again, start, but then dominated the rest of the way. Here's my point, though. And again, I, I sort of acknowledge I'm a bit of a dinosaur with the win total. So I'm, I'm going to say I accept Jacob DeGrom as the Cy Young Award winner. But mm-hmm. Strasburg... And you probably know better than I do how they how they release that thing that here are the three finalists. 
But how does Scherzer last year, who pitched from from July 1st on, he only pitched 50 innings. Steven Strasburg pitched 100 innings. Uh, Scherzer's ERA over the last uh, 50 uh, 50 innings was 4.14. Uh, Strasburg's was 2.70. Am I, that's what I'm talking about when I say am I right or wrong. Didn't Strasburg deserve to be the guy in the mix for the award with Rayu and DeGrom? Oh, 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 oh yeah, I, I believe that. But yeah. I think with, with uh, if you look at uh, Scherzer, he uh, – look at the strikeout total. I, I think know, people he had look a big at that too. He had a big I strikeout mean, total. Yeah, I mean, the guy still had – 243 strikeouts. It's a Scherzer now, and but uh, I, I got to tell you, uh, I didn't have a problem with it. I really didn't. Um, the, the one that shocked me was the MVP. That shocked me. So let's actually MVP. Let's talk about the MVP award. Are you in favor if I came out tomorrow and said that the commissioner would like to change the name of the award to the Player of the Year? Would you have a problem? I think it more accurately defines how they're voting on this thing than the, the most valuable. You know what? If I were old school, yes, I would have a problem with it because I'm so used to MVP. Yeah, but I mean, but best, uh, but uh, player of the year. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I really wouldn't. And uh, because let's be honest, Bill, isn't that what in the American League, especially? Look, I love Mike Trout. He's probably the best, still the best player in baseball. But most valuable to a team that finished, you know, he didn't play the last 40 games, and his team finished 25 games out of first place. How valuable are you? Yeah, but you know what, though? I mean, he doesn't let the team bring him down. I mean, I think I think that's the key there. Yeah, that's a good at, point. At, at, at every time, you know, uh, you think, this is going to be a bad year for Trout. He always comes. He comes through the clutch. I really like the way he uh, played defensively too. You, you can't take that away from him too. No, I he's mean, the guy inc- is really an, good. He's an incredible player. You know, no question yes. about it. Now, in the National League, I found it interesting. I, look, I'm listening the other day to Jim Duquette, like on Wednesday, and they were uh, giving their thoughts on who was going to finish where. And he accurately predicted Rendon would finish third. And I thought he was full of hot air. I thought Rendon was going to win the award. And I know it's it's an oddity, but how important was Christian Yelich when his team went 18-2 and two without him? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but, he, again, he was having, um, again, another great year before he uh, – fractured his kneecap yeah had he but, not but, had he not been injured he would have won the award no question yes i believe that right. um the one the i was shocked rendon didn't win because if you go by old school numbers he should have won you know yeah. rbis doubles and all that he should have won and he and he's an excellent third baseman excellent but excellent. but obviously you know the first what uh, five months of the season or six months it, you know that's where cody bellinger really dominated it didn't matter during the second half, especially September, that he slumped, and he won the award. I mean, I was surprised that Rendon finished as low as he did, but I think, uh, you know, the, you know, I just think that uh, they were, but you based it on the full season, and that's how Bellinger won. 
Uh, the Rookie of the Year Award, I, I was the only one I nailed. I got both of those. They were, to me, incredibly easy. How oh, long has yeah. it been since we've had two rookies put up those kind of numbers? And, again, Alvarez's are, you know, sort of skewed because he only played a little bit over a half a season. Uh, mm-hmm. But those were pretty remarkable numbers by Peter Alonzo of the Mets and Jordan Alvarez. Well, well. First of all, uh, P. P. Alonso, that was a no-brainer. Yeah, um, he he should have won. I mean, you know, with 50 homers, lead the league in your rookie season in home runs, uh, and then he wasn't that bad defensively. I saw a lot of his games this year. Um, to me, that was a no-brainer. It really was. Um, the uh, Alvarez, to me, what what really, and I voted into that one. I voted, uh, you know, Udon Alvarez without question because this was a guy who was, wasn't even mentioned during spring training as a guy who's going to help their team, to help the Astros. I mean, if you remember, it was uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. all year, all throughout the season. He's going to win Rookie of the Year. So um, I think what uh, Alvarez did was outstanding in a half a year. And it's not just the home runs. He drove in a lot of runs. His war was like in the top four on Houston's team. Yeah. So, I, to me, that was a no-brainer. His, o- his OPS was nearly 1,100. Yes. Yeah. And, and listen, also remember, even though he played half a year, he's not the first to do that. Willie McCovey played half a season and still won Rookie of the Year. So, this is not a precedent. So, um, it, it's, it's great to see him win. I'm glad he won. We're talking with Bill Latson of MLB.com. He's been kind enough to join us today. Uh, Bill, I, I know you're a Yankee fan in your heart, but I got one other problem. In the MVP, um, again, I probably thought Trout would win it. I thought Bergman deserved, Bregman deserved it. But I thought mm-hmm. the guy that really got the short shrift, and this is taking nothing away from Marcus Simeon, who may become a great player, but I thought D.J. LeMayu – really got shafted by not being in the top three. Well, I know why you feel that way, because this was a guy who played a lot of positions, first, second, third. And uh, he did a great job in all three positions. And he, and he was really the team leader when it came to offense. He really was that good. Leading yep. off, he, he, he hit anywhere in the lineup. And... Uh, Without question, he was the most valuable player. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I, I, mean, I, I could have, that... I could have honestly, Bill. I got to be honest with you. Bregman was my choice, but if you had said to me, you know what, they're, they're giving the award to DJ Lemayu, I couldn't have argued with that. No, but uh, I just, uh, I, you know, I also think like maybe uh, a second half slump and a little bit of some injuries here and there with him that could have hurt him. And, uh, you know, you know, he's, you know, it's, it's funny, he plays in New York, but I don't think a lot of people know, really realize what he did for that team. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, I, I think it was a matter of publicity and, uh, you, you know, the Yankee, the Yankee announcers like Michael K, they always talked about him, but I mean, that's not enough. I mean, yeah. you gotta have everyone look at him and, uh, you know, and that's about it. Um, 
I wanted to ask you, the other day I was reading about uh, Rayu, the, the pitcher with the Dodgers, who uh, was, right. not, was not given a qualifying offer this year because he took it last year, and you can't be given the qualifier two years in a row. Uh, I read where he said he's looking for a three- to four-year contract. You live in New York City. Uh, you know that they can afford them. They were probably paying uh, Sabathia about 11 10 or 11 last year. Isn't he a great fit there for, say, four years at, at $70 million, something like that in New York with the Yankees? I, I don't know. You see, I don't know. I think the big question here, you know what, um, Stan, in order to play here, I think you have to mentally play play in New York and not, you know, be upset by the fans when they boo and all that. Right. So, um I think it's more than just knowing that this guy's a good pitcher. Can he handle the pressure? Now, I don't know that. Yeah. I mean, so obviously the Yankees have to do their homework. And, you know, and that's why if you look at what they went through in the uh, 90s, they didn't every, if you remember um, when they were a dynasty, I mean, and when a, a, when a famous pitcher or hitter was a free agent, they never, they never went out and signed that great player. Yeah, because uh, because it was more than just playing in New York. It's can you handle it mentally? I remember Albert Bell was a free agent, and they had a chance to sign him, but they said no. Why deal with the with all the mess that he goes through? And you know they kept Bernie Williams, if you remember. So um, I, I I totally. It's more than just the pitching. So let me is, ask you a question. New York? Who was the? Uh, I think he was Japanese. But there was a pitcher that a real good right-handed starting pitcher who who was with the Dodgers, and then he went to the Yankees, and he was terrific for about three or four years. Uh, Got I think he. I, I no, I mean, I no, I don't think he was a. Uh, wait a minute, uh, I, I don't remember. He was an older Sorry. guy. He was an older guy, and he retired. He, he went back to Japan for one or two years. I can't think of his name. Uh, yeah, it's, I, it's a name like Kenta Maeda, but it's not Kenta Maeda who's no, with the Dodgers. No. Anyway, um, so who is a good fit for the New York Yankees? Is Garrett Cole a good fit? Yeah, I mean he's a good fit, but but again, Stan, you know, again he he, he keeps talking about going back to California. So the, that's the question. Now the Yankees drafted him years ago. He didn't sign. He knows Brian Cashman. So um, I think it, it depends. I mean, I think Garrett Cole keeps saying he wants to go to California. So let's see what happens. I mean, they have the money, but uh, you know, you don't know if that's enough. We're talking with Bill Latson, and I'm, I'm I can't believe I'm going over the Yankee roster so I can find this pitcher, and I've hit upon something I've never hit upon. This guy would have been with the team like in 2000. Nine or ten, God, that's driving me nuts. Um, let's look at the Washington Nationals for a split second. Uh, they've got the chance to sign two players, lose both players, or sign one and lose one. It's Rendon and Strasburg I'm talking about. How do you think mm-hmm. that's going to ultimately play out? Well, with Strasburg, I said all along that I think uh, I'd be surprised if Strasburg left because uh, a year ago this time, he moved to D.C. full-time. He, he was no longer living in San Diego. So, um, 
So I'd be surprised if he left. I think he's going to stay. I really believe that. Rendon, on the other hand, you know, I'm sure, you know, after what he did in the postseason, especially and during the regular season, he's going to ask for a lot of money. And are you going to give him more money than Bryce Harper? I don't know if the Nationals can do that. If you if they do have a deal like that, you know, um, you're going to have to deal with deferred payments. That's the way the Nationals do things. And uh, how long do you pay him after he retires? So I, I think it depends. I wonder if Scott Boris would allow that. He allowed that with Jason Worth. He allowed that with uh, Scott Boris. I mean, um, uh, Scherzer. So um, I, I don't know. It, it depends. Um, you know, I say with uh, Rendon, it's 50-50 he stays. All right. Um, were you surprised that the Atlanta Braves struck so quickly in signing Will Smith? And what does that say about them being in the market uh, for a high-end starting pitcher as well in free agency? Because I don't think you spend $40 million on a closer and then not improve your starting pitching. Well, their main problem uh, was was the bullpen. I mean, that's why, you know, um, except for their last game against St. Louis, I mean, their problem was the bullpen was finding a closer, and they really didn't have one. So um, I can understand why they did what they did. You know, they they pounced, and uh, I think it was a great move by them. I think it improves their bullpen tremendously. Um, as far as getting a starter, I, you know, again, um, it depends. I mean, are they willing to spend a lot of money? Can they get a Garrett Cole? Probably not. But uh, we got to wait and see what happens. Bill Latson is our guest right now. Bill, um, your thoughts on the Pittsburgh Pirates zeroing in on ultimately Ben Charrington uh, as their new general manager. And I think they're calling him general manager is this the type of deal where they said, we're going to make you general manager now in two, three years, we'll make you director of baseball operations and let you yeah, hire I, a yeah. GM? Yeah, first, I think it's a great move. Um, the guy won a championship in Boston in 2013. Really wasn't given a shot to prove the Red Sox. You know, after that, you know, they finished in last the next year, and then they felt it was time for him to go. I, I just felt it. That he's getting, I'm glad he's getting another chance, and uh, you know, let's hope that uh, he improves their farm system and get better players because the last two years or three years has been a disaster. I mean, players not getting along. It's not just what was going on on the field, but it was off the field as well. So um, hopefully, they can get better personalities there, and uh, and things will be different. You have a thought as to who Ben Charrington, apparently he's initially said, hey, I think the, the group that put together, compiled this list of potential managers has done a good job. I don't see the point in starting all over. You have a thought as to who might get that Pirates job with him as the uh, as the guy? No, I, I don't have a thought. I'm not on the inside with that team. But, uh, you know, I like to see uh, Joey Cora get a shot. I mean, he's been in this uh, in this field for a long time. He's been a third base coach. He's been a bench coach. I could see him uh, get a shot. 
I, I have a feeling that's who might get the job, but there is apparently a relationship between Charrington and Mark Kotze as well. Yeah, and, you know, you just never know. So we'll see what happens. They're starting new, and whoever gets it, you got to give them a chance. All right. By the way, I finally figured out who that pitcher was. It was Hiroki Kuroda. Okay. And, yeah, and he was – And yeah, I was sort was of comparing him to Ray Yu – in terms of having been in L.A. and then handled New York pretty well. Um, but you don't think Ray is a good fit, necessarily. Well, I didn't say that. I just, I, you know, like, you know, the Yankees have to ask the questions. Right. Like, um, you know, can you handle New York? I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. You know, when Greg Max became a free agent after he left the Cubs. Right. G. Michael wanted Greg Max. He wanted, and because G. Maddox, I mean uh, G. Michael, managed Maddox his rookie year. That's right. He was but the Cubs the, manager. That's but, right. Right. But the thing is that Maddox didn't want to deal with dressing up every day. He wanted to go play golf, wear jeans. Right. He did that with the Atlanta Braves. Yep. So I mean, so Maddox basically said, you know, I'd rather play in Atlanta than play in New York. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I think it takes a special Yankee, you know, um, to play in New York. Paul O'Neill was another one. I mean, I thought Paul O'Neill was going to get destroyed. You know, the way he acted in Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. couldn't hit a lefty to save his life. But what happened? He became a Hall of Fame Yankee, and deservedly so. So I think it depends. All right. Bill Latson, many thanks. Uh, Can we get you on again? You want to do this again next week? Yes, definitely. With or without heist? Uh, without, if possible. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's my preference, too. Hey, thanks yeah. Thanks for joining us again. Always a pleasure to talk to you. 